wonderful creature in all the world, and there is nothing in the least like him. And this particular one here is a naturalist. That is, he knows all about living creatures and plants and stones, and I don't know what besides. Now, wouldn't you say that it was a great honor to belong to him and to have made acquaintance with his friend, the bookworm? Of course I should, and I do. Very well, I know you would, and yet I can tell that this naturalist and his bookworm are just instances of what I have been saying. They fancy that betwixt them they know nearly everything, and get as obstinate as possible over the most ridiculous mistakes. My good friend, are you a competent judge in such matters as these? Oh, am I not? the seaweed rejoined. Why, now, for instance, what do you think the bookworm and I have been quarreling about half the morning? Actually, as to whether I am an animal or a vegetable, he declares that I am an animal full of little living creatures like yours, and that there is a long account of all this written on the page opposite the one on which I am gummed. Of all the nonsense I ever listened to, began the zoophyte angrily yet amused, but he was interrupted by the seaweed. And as for you, I am almost ashamed to tell you that you and all your family and connections were, for generations and generations, considered as vegetables. It is only lately that these naturalists found out that you were an animal. May I not well say that people get very obstinate about what they think they know, and, after all, it turns out to be a mistake. As for me, I am quite confused with these blunders. Oh, dear, how disappointed I am, murmured the zoophyte. I thought we had really fallen into the hands of some very interesting creatures. I'm very, very sorry. It seems so nice that there should be wonderful wise beings who spend their time in finding out all about animals and plants and such things, and keep us all in these beautiful books so carefully. I liked it so much, and now I find the wonderfully wise creatures are wonderfully stupid ones instead. Very much so, laughed the seaweed, though our learned friend the bookworm would tell you quite otherwise, but he gets quite muddled when he talks about them, poor fellow. It is very easy to ridicule your betters, said a strange voice. And the bookworm, who had just then eaten his way through the back of Lord Bacon's advancement of learning, appeared sitting outside, listening to the conversation. "'I shall be very sorry that I have told you anything, if you make such a bad use of the little bit of knowledge you have acquired.' "'Oh, I beg your pardon, dear friend,' cried Seaweed. "'I meant no harm. You see, it is quite new to us to learn anything.' And really, if I laughed, you must excuse me. I meant no harm, only I do happen to know, really for a fact, that I never was alive with little creatures like my friend the zoophyte, and he happens to know, really for a fact, that he never was a vegetable. And, so you see, it made us smile to think of your wonderful creature, man, making such wonderfully odd mistakes." At this, the bookworm smiled, but he soon shook his head gravely and said, 
all the mistakes man makes, man can discover and correct. I mean, of course, all the mistakes he makes about creatures inferior to himself, whom he learns to know from his own observation. He may not observe quite carefully enough one day, but he may put all right when he looks next time. I never give up a statement when I know it is true. And so, I tell you again, laugh as much as you please, that in spite of all his mistakes. Man is, without exception, the most wonderful and the most clever of all the creatures upon earth. You will be a clever creature yourself if you can prove it, cried both the zoophyte and the seaweed at once. The idea of taking me with my hundreds of living inhabitants for a vegetable, sneered the zoophyte. And with my vegetable inside, covered over with lime, for an animal, smiled the seaweed. Ah, uh, have your laugh.